step inside the forum and you enter one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in all the sports. And here in Los Angeles this evening, all roads lead to the forum. It is the hottest ticket in sports. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Will Report Radio Series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. We are on the check-in right now in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, at the new studio. I'm recording live, uh, uh, recording this broadcast at 4 a.m. I'm going to have to move my car at 5, so we got to get this done. By the way, this is another edition of the NBA League Pass Podcast, only on the World Report Radio Series. Like I said, I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. Thank you guys for tuning in, logging on. Uh, we got to talk about Game 3 of the NBA Finals, which just happened uh, within the previous about four hours ago. We pretty much wrapped up in Oakland at Oracle Arena. The Toronto Raptors were able to take Game 3 on the road. Um, Clay Thompson did not play. I waited out to do this podcast because obviously I thought if Clay Thompson played, I think the Warriors could have won uh, Game 3. And game four on their home floor, probably lose game five in Toronto and then win it at their house in um, game six. However, Clay Thompson, he was a questionable game time decision for game three. He did not play. And um, yeah, you guys saw what happened out there, man. Toronto came out there with a lot of confidence, knowing that Clay Thompson is out, Looney is out. KD is yet to play a minute in this finals, and he didn't play a minute in the Western Conference Finals. So, KD is really on thin ice. I'm not sure. They keep saying he's gonna, he might come back for either Game Three or Game Four. I think um, the Toronto Raptors. You know, I'll give them a lot of credit. I give them some credit where credit is due. They did all the things that they needed to do to come in and get a victory with uh, without. Uh, the Warriors having Klay Thompson tonight, so I give them all the credit in the world. Uh, Kyle Lowry stepped up. They hit a bunch of he had a, he had a bunch of shots. Danny Green, uh, the other player on the Raptors that has a ring, he came in and hit he hit six threes. Um, that's a little weird. I got an email from Chris Barr. Either way. Shout out to that man on the sports betting tip. He's one of my sports betting plugs. He sent me a very weird email at 4 in the morning. Um, but I guess Vegas time is only about 2 a.m. there. Um, either way, moving right along. Yeah, back to the Toronto Raptors. Um, they came out. and They just played well. They just played their game. I think Gasol outplayed DeMarcus Cousins. So he's outplayed DeMarcus Cousins pretty much two games out of three. Um, after we saw DeMarcus Cousins pretty much step up in Game 2. Cousins was pretty much a non-factor tonight in Game 3. Um, but 
I don't really have much to say about this game other than Klay Thompson did not play because not only are you missing Klay Thompson on the offensive side, where they really missed Klay Thompson tonight was the defensive side and, and the defensive rotations. Now, Klay Thompson is a um, world-class offensive player, but he's also a uh, top-notch defender as well. Um, him, leave, him being left off of the All-NBA teams at this point, looking back on it now, is pretty much a travesty. He should have made the third team over Kimba Walker because he's a better offensive player than Kimba and he's a better defensive player than Kimba. Um, I probably would leave Russ up there on the third team. Russ can stay. Uh, Kimba had a great, awesome year. No taking anything away from Kimba. He deserved it as well, but it's hard to overlook Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson gets overlooked because of KD and Steph Curry, obviously. Steph Curry obviously came to play tonight with 47 points in the game. Obviously, I keep telling you guys, he is the best player, not named LeBron James. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is actually throwing himself in that best player conversation. Uh, not that he wasn't already. But the fact that they're up now 2-1, to one, it says a lot, you know what I mean, as far as his ability. He's had 30 in pretty much every game this finals. He had 37 and 6. Uh, Curry had 47. Um, just The Warriors just did not get enough offensive firepower, and they did not get enough stops when they needed them. Um, and Klay Thompson is the reason for that. Uh, Klay Thompson, you can put him on pretty much anybody out there on the court uh, that's not a big guy. Uh, he could get he could guard anybody from Kawhi Leonard on down to Van Fleet and Norman Powell and Lowry and all these guys pretty much make them a lesser factor than they were tonight in game three. Um, but yeah, I mean, what can you say? Klay Thompson not playing was a huge hindrance for the Warriors tonight. We haven't seen Klay Thompson. This is his first missed game. Um his first missed playoff game of his career. So I mean, I'm not sure what you could say too much about that. I mean, I was disappointed that he did not play. I mean, obviously, it's hard to speculate right now on the podcast um, just how hard or just how hurt he was, um, rather, for game three tonight. Obviously, he probably could have laced him up. Steve Kerr said he didn't want to risk a further injury. Um, I hate that excuse as a uh, fan, and I probably would have played him if I was the head coach if I thought Clay wanted to play, and if Clay said he could play, there's no point in saving your guy for the rest of the NBA Finals. I mean, he, the guy can rest. He's getting, he's going to get the max contract regardless of what happens. Even if he gets injured, I think tonight pretty much proved that he's a max contract guy. The Warriors cannot win without him. He's half of the Splash Brothers. You can't win with just one Splash Brother out there. But yeah, I was really disappointed that Clay did not play. He did not lace him up. And I was going back and forth in group chats. You know, some people were saying that Clay couldn't mess up his money in the offseason with, uh, with risking the injury in the NBA Finals. I say forget all that. You know, I think Kobe Bryant with the sim- with the same injury would have would have tried it out. You know what I mean? He, he would have laced him up. And even if you got to go out there as a decoy and just... You know what I mean? Not really be the offensive focal point or even the defensive focal point. You just being out there is a mental edge. I think that's clear. And I think that's understated. People aren't really talking about that on TV right now. Is that just the mental aspect that makes up the game when you when you when you toss it up, uh, start of the game, right? And, and you throw it up there, you roll the ball out, you know. Clay not being out there is like 
just just inviting the Raptors in with a lot of confidence. I think you saw early on in the game when they jumped out ahead in that first quarter. You know what I mean? If Clay Thompson's out there, you don't see Danny Green getting knocking down shots like tonight. You don't see Lowry knocking down uh, shots tonight and just controlling the place if Clay is out there. You know, you don't see Kawhi and see just getting to the rim at ease like he was tonight out there without Clay. Clay is pretty much their best wing defender. Um, and I know Iguodala and KD, they get a lot of credit for being better defenders than Clay, but Clay is actually a better defender than Iguodala on the wing to me at this stage in his career. I mean, Iguodala, if you would have said four years ago, I would have said sure, you know what I mean? Even though Clay was pretty much right there behind him as an elite defender himself four years ago, uh, Iguodala clearly has lost a step athletically while Clay is still pretty much in his prime as far as being a body out there that can wreak havoc on defense, stay attached to his guy, pretty much make his guy a non-factor. I think pretty much missing Clay on defense tonight, they just weren't used to it. And you saw the Raptors pretty much pounce out ahead and get that 14-point win tonight. Now, uh, we got to talk about some other headlines. Let's hit up Real GM real quick. This won't be a pretty long podcast. It looks like uh, top of Real GM was that Klay Thompson was lobbying the Warriors to let him play in Game 3, um, but the coaching staff shut him down. I don't really agree with that at all. I think there's no way there's no way you tell Kobe he's not playing if he wants to play. I'm sorry, Steve Kerr. Um, I think he really... Steve Kerr, oh man, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this because now it's, it, we, reports are coming out that Klay wanted to play. And I hate to hear that, you know what I mean? I can see if Clay said, told the, the team staff that he couldn't go. But now that reports are coming out that Clay was lobbying to, to lace him up and play. And Steve Kerr said, we can't risk injury. But what's worse? You risking injury or you going down 2-1 to one in the finals and you have to, you having to win 3 out of 4 now against this Raptors team that smells blood in the water. You're playing with fire here, Steve Kerr, and I don't like it. I'll be the first person to say that I don't like this move by Steve Kerr. I thought it was idiotic. You know, uh, I was really questioning uh, Clay Thompson's uh, competitiveness. I know you're never supposed to um, underestimate the heart of a champion. And uh, I was questioning Clay Thompson and his desire and willingness to play. I can't think of one great, all-time great player that wouldn't have laced it up tonight. With so much at stake and so little time left in the season, uh, but now it's the, the reports are coming out that Clay was lobbying to play, but the Warriors did not want him to play, which is complete BS. I think they're playing with fire here, and they deserve to lose, and they did lose. And you know, Steve Kerr, he's putting it all on the line. I think this was a this was a momentum shift in the series. Now you're now you're asking Clay to come back in Game Four and be a superhero, even though he's got 48 hours in rest time. You know what I mean? Okay, you give the guy 48 hours in rest time. That's cool, cool beans. But now you're asking them with more pressure on the Warriors to win this game at Oracle because if they lose, then they go back down to Toronto down three one. So it's just tremendous, probably the biggest game of their career. You're asking Clay to come back now and possibly KD back now in game four to save the day. 
And you're asking two guys that are coming off cold to play together. And the Warriors are used to playing without KD now. You're asking Clay to come back at the same time KD is coming back. And KD might not even come back in game four. And, and this is the thing. This would, this would obviously raise the question for me. If KD doesn't even come back in game four, then why the hell are you saving Clay Thompson for game four? You know, if you if Steve Kerr willingly knows that 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 KD is not going to play in Game Four right now, he probably he, it's a yes or no answer. Can he go or can he not go? I'm tired of all these different media speculations leading up into the game. It should be a yes or no answer, game time decision answer. Is KD going to be ready or not? Because in game one, you said he could come back in game three or four. Now game three is over with. Game three is done. You lost. You're down 2-1. Now if KD doesn't come back in game four, we're pretty much chalking KD for the entire finals. Pretty much. I know you're not going to ask KD to come back in game five on the road in Toronto. Must win game. Are you insane? Which begs the question... Why save Clay if he wanted to play? Knowing that KD might not even play in game four. I mean, either way you're screwed. Either way you're screwed. There's no there's no justifiable just a uh what's what's the word I'm looking for? Justifiable answer for not playing Clay tonight. I mean, it's idiotic. You go down you go down two to one, you play Clay tonight, you most likely win. Period. I just don't understand it. You, like, I mean, the Warriors are totally underestimating the Raptors at this point. Total disrespect uh, by Steve Kerr and the Warriors coaching staff uh, against this Toronto Raptors team that came out tonight and showed you why it's probably best if Clay's in the lineup, even if he's being used as a decoy, even if he's not 100%. If Clay was 70% ready to play and did not play, that shows arrogance. By Steve Curry and this Warriors team. I mean, and it's hard to really put that on them considering how much success that they've had in the past. Uh, but, I mean, you saw what happened in, in uh, that series against Cleveland when Cleveland came back down 3-1. to one. You could never take a finals for granted. You never take a final series for granted. That's just dumb. You never just not play a guy who's willing to play, even if he's 70%. Now, if he was about... 60% okay Obviously we can conjecture all day You know what I mean about how injured Clay Thompson was But if Clay was 70% and, 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 and did not Play because and wanted to play Because Steve Kerr just wouldn't Allow it I think you know what I mean if the Raptors Win this series I'm blaming Steve Kerr I'm blaming Steve Kerr for not playing Clay Thompson game 3 Basically saving him Giving him 48 hours more. What is 48 more hours going to do to a hamstring? Really? 48 more hours? Two more? You got two days to get ready? But in the meantime, we're going to purposely lose this. Not purposely lose. Obviously, they fall hard. But we're going to pretty much roll the ball out there and lose with the whole intention of you getting you getting two, 40, 48 hours more rest on your legs, Clay Thompson. With no insurance that KD is going to play. Give me a break. 
Give me a break. Now, I'll go on record to saying that if they lose, man, I'm blaming Steve Kerr. Straight up and down. No if ands. No, there's no way really around that, man. There's no way around it. I blame Steve Kerr if they lose this series for not playing Klay Thompson in Game 3. You just pretty much give a game away psychologically, physically, talent-wise. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, real arrogant move by the Warriors here, and it may come back to bite them in the ass. I'm just saying. Now let's move on to some more headlines. It says that the Rockets are trying to ship out Clint Capella, uh, excuse me, Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, or PJ Tucker. Um, okay, which they should. They got to move on from Clint Capella. Uh, Eric Gordon has a massive contract in my eyes. I think too. So I wouldn't be. Uh, I would. I would move on from Chris Paul at this point as well. I mean, James Harden is pretty much a lost cause. I'm not sure if you could ever win one. With him as your best player, the way he plays in crunch time and in, in, in uh, choosing time minutes. Um, so, but the Rockets, I mean, you got to get something, you know, you got to get creative. And uh, I think Melo would have helped you guys this year, but that's just me. And uh, yeah, that's that, man. Vince Carter announces that next year will be his final season. So, shout out to Vince Carter. Keep getting those checks. Kenyon Martin Jr. skipping college to pursue a pro basketball career. I've never seen this man play a day in my life. Yeah, moving right along. Let's go right into the forum side of this podcast and let's get up out of here, man. It's 4 in the morning. Okay, if the Raptors win the title, will it have an asterisk just like the Warriors 2015 one? Um, it depends on what unfolds after game three. I think the way it's it's looking. Yes, a little bit, you know, but you got to give the Raptors a lot of credit. This is a team that, you know, when, when they had when, when they were led by DeMar DeRozan, couldn't really get over that hump. Now, Kawhi comes in first year and takes this team over the hump. I think the Raptors do deserve a little bit more credit than the Warriors' first title over the Cavs in which Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love was out. I think that would be a little bit more respectable win for me. Um, per se, if the Raptors were able to win this series, yeah, they'll have a little asterisk because KD missed it, yes. But you know, KD, it sounds to me that Clay was willing to play and they just didn't play him, so that's more of arrogance on the Warriors to me. I'm not, I'm not letting that slide. Um, the Raptors, they are quite impressive right now after the game three win. I'm not saying that they're gonna win this series, I still think. The Warriors can pull it out um, if Clay comes back. I don't really think KD is going to play at all. I mean, this this shit with KD is a is is a, a joke, and he's pretty much holding the team hostage at this point. I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes, why they're telling people KD is going to play games, possibly games three and games four. I don't think KD is going to play in game four. If he couldn't lace him up tonight, if he couldn't even sit on the bench tonight, not even active. What makes you think KD is going to play in 48 hours? Are you insane? I mean, come on, man. Oh, my goodness. It makes no sense. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe, just maybe, that's why Steve Kerr actually set Clay Thompson for one game because he knows that KD isn't coming back. And thus... Clay is even more viable and can't get further injury. 
Because if they lose Clay for good, then they really lose the series. So maybe that's the thinking. I, I will give Steve Kerr that. If KD doesn't play, if 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 Kerr knows that KD isn't play, playing at all, I think that he's willing to go seven games. Really isn't smart. I mean, man, tough tough decision. But uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see here. Can DeMarcus Cousins still play his way into a big contract? Well, some people are going to say no because he stunk it up tonight. Um, and it's unfortunate for Boogie Cousins. You know, he used to be a max contract guy. He used to be looked at as a max contract guy. But he's seven. He's like 7 feet, 280. Um, not really... Uh, not really uh, mobile like he used to be when in his younger years, you know. I think his age is catching up to him a little bit, and his his a massive size. But you got to remember, this is the NBA. Teams have money to spend in the offseason. Somebody's got to get paid. So yes, I think the Marcus Cousins. I mean, even it might not be a super max deal like some of these guys are getting, but I think the Marcus Cousins could play for about fifteen million plus. In this NBA, yeah, sure. I mean, you got guys like, what's the guy from the Pelicans that I hate? I don't even remember the guy's name. He's so trash. Um, what's this guy's name from the Pelicans? Let me look at the Pelicans roster. I can't even remember his name. He's so bad. But if that guy can make 15, 15 years, I mean, 15 million a year plus, then yeah, sure. Demarcus Cousins can also Solomon Hill. Look at Solomon Hill's contract. What the hell did he get to? What the hell did he do to deserve that? Um, yeah, I just don't. Yes, I think Demarcus Cousins can still play his way into a big, big deal. Um, this offseason, I think if you're the Lakers, uh, you should look at that possibly. I don't know, it's possible. You know what I mean? Brooklyn Nets. You know what I mean? Throw some weight around there. Throw, give, give Demarcus Cousins his money. He's not a super, super max guy, but he's not a $5 million a year player. I'll put it like that. $5 million a year for DeMarcus Cousins is a, is a steal. So, uh, one last forum talk before we get out of here. Um, it looks like Paul Pierce admitted that he... he it says this, this forum topic is Paul Pierce shat himself in game one. Said the reason he got well caught was because he had to go to the bathroom. I I really refuse to believe that uh that that's the truth. Um, I know he said it. You know what I mean. He probably did have to use the bathroom, but for all that heroics and all of that stuff, I don't think he I don't think he pooped on himself. Don't be ridiculous, guys. He, he just had to use the bathroom. I'm not sure he ever said uh, he had he pooped on himself. Let's look at the audio here. What is what does Paul Pierce say himself? Let's look at this. That's a little weird. Actually, he did admit it after listening to the audio. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. That's a crazy admission, and you know what? With that being said, I like so ESPN needs to extend his contract. 
I will say that before we get out of here. ESPN needs to stay. I like I like Jalen Rose and I like Chauncey as well. I like Michelle Beetle. Michelle's awesome. Uh, and Paul Pierce gets a lot of flack for being a commentator this year on ESPN, but uh, he keeps it real. You know what I mean? He keeps it interesting, and uh, I, I I applaud him for it. With that being said, I'm getting out of here. It's about 4:23 in the morning in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, downtown Atlanta. I'm broadcasting from the new studio, so shout out to that. We got the second studio popping off for a little makeshift joint. So shout out to that. I'm pretty excited to do this thing with, with with all of that so make sure you guys follow me on social media war report radio straight through one twitter war underscore report underscore radio on instagram and i'm your gracious host man thank you guys for tuning in make sure you guys like subscribe on itunes man tune in man tap in peace